Hi everybody, Future Brandon here. I have slingshotted myself around the sun so as to come back and tell you something that I now realize I didn't explain in the actual episode. Leading up to this mission, I gave every player two questions to answer. One of them was shared by everybody, and you'll hear that one, but then everybody also had a question that they kept secret from everybody else and which they will answer as we go through the episode. So, <laughs> the relativity is right on my tail, something, something, temporal accords, so that's all I have time for. Enjoy the show. The camera pans over a planet surface. Looks like a temperate forest biome, tall trees, shrubbery and underbrush and some mountains and things like that. The sky is a uh, blue-ish color, but not quite the same blue as Earth. Color corrected the sky in post, basically, is what I'm saying. As we see Mozafar come onto the screen, his uh, uniform's a little bit roughed up. Perhaps notably, he doesn't seem to have a comm badge on. It looks like he's been doing some physical exertion very recently. Indeed, Mozafar is being pursued by something. Abruptly, a creature that looks kind of like a, um, I'm going to say kind of like a badger, if a badger had like four arms instead of two. I guess what I mean is by, by arms is four limbs. Anyway, four limbs with large claws and things leaps from one tree to grasp onto the bark of another in Mozafar's path and kind of snarls at him. This thing is the size of a large dog. It is not a small creature. Mozafar, what do you do? I uh, see that happen and I take off in the opposite direction of wherever it just jumped to as high speed. All right, give me a... Fitness plus security, I believe. This is opposed against this thing, so you don't have a specific difficulty. It's just roll more than it does. You got this, Mozafar. Do, do you? Oh, so at least I don't have a 20. No, that's, that's kind of my domain. One success. You turn and run in the other direction over the rough terrain the way you came, or, or at least not the way you were going. Yeah, I'm heading, I see where it jumps to, and I head off directly away from that area. So, The creature uh, leaps from tree to tree, li almost literally snapping at your heels, although probably not quite that low, but snapping. You practically bump into Ensign Everly. <laughs> Everly's uniform looks similarly disheveled. Again, no comm badge, but... She does have her uh, Type 2 phaser in hand, as a good security officer would. Leah, what do you do? Is it just the one creature that's chasing? Yep, you only see the one. I'm just going to immediately shoot to, to take out this thing. Okay, cool. Give me control plus security. You're looking for two successes to hit it? Let me give you a thread on that one. Okay. No, I missed. I'm frazzled and tired and... Did not expect to come, like literally bump into my XO, and I just totally misfire. The phaser beam impacts a tree just where the thing had been, showering Everly and Mozafar with some like wood chips and stuff. The creature bounds out of the way. The shot, at least making it reconsider taking the most direct route, 
It climbs a bit higher and hisses again. I want to grab a hold of Beverly and say, Run! Okay! <laughs> okay, so the two of you, I presume, start to run again. I'm not going to make you roll anything as we see Captain Varel appear from somewhere else in the forest with, I don't know, something that will be very useful in rescuing the crew from this predicament. Nicole, what something do you have? Assuming it's not a phaser, I would like to have like a slingshot. Okay. Red, I am a million percent down with that. (laughs) Varel steps out and... There's definitely the the look of somebody who's probably been camping and quite happy about it. She just aims at the badger that's launching itself through the trees and with like a a smooth sort of river polished stone shoot at it. Control plus security. 15 is my target. Nice. Okay, an 8 and a 10, so two successes. As the badger thing leaps through the air again, uh, going right for Mozafar, Captain Varel lines up this slingshot and hits it right in the face with a rock. Badger's leap is sort of arrested, and it tumbles onto the ground somewhat undignified and gets up to, like, shake its head it, it seems to be kind of disoriented and this is about the time that we see kai join the rest of the group as well christine where kai, where's kai been so far uh during this during this little action scene what's she been up to we see her come out of the uh the forest behind verity she has no combat like the others but has a tricorder in in hand and looks like she was uh and in one hand and in the other, she has some kind of um, local plant she's holding. You know, this could really add some flavor, I think, to tonight's stew. What is that? <laughs> I think it just volunteered to be tonight's stew, actually. Are we allowed to eat alien life? Is that a, isn't that a violation of the Prime Directive? It's allowed to eat us. I think it would only be a, a Prime Directive violation if it protested. <laughs> Yeah, this thing doesn't have warp drive. <laughs> um, maybe we need something a little bit bigger than a stone. Parody? Captain. Alright. Well, I don't really have the stomach for dealing with that. The creature sort of grumpily slinks off into the trees, deciding that it doesn't want another bruise from a stone just right now. The four of you, each pointedly without comm badges, each looking distressed, from this situation and kind of disoriented, frankly, share a look as we fade to theme.
Welcome to Endeavor Through the Maelstrom. We are a Star Trek Adventures actual play following the deep space mission of the USS Endeavor as it charts a new region of space several decades after the events of Star Trek Picard. I'm Brandon, your GM for this mission. This is Nicole, and I'll be playing Captain Varel. I'm Brad, and I play Commander Razum Mozafar. Hi everybody, I'm Christine, and I will be playing Lieutenant Kai. My name's Leah, and I'm playing Ensign Katarina Everly. The Excursion, Part 1. We find the four of you together in the woods a short time later. You're on an alien planet. As you've noted, your comm badges are missing. As far as equipment is concerned, you have Kai's tricorder, Everly's phaser, and a Type 1 phaser that is broken and non-functional. Your memories are all weirdly fuzzy as far as the last few days are concerned. You're not really sure what happened to your comm badges, but you've been here for the better part of um, a day at this point with no certainty about where you are on the planet or how you can get in touch with Endeavor or even if anybody is looking for you. One of the few things you can recall is that as Endeavor entered orbit around this planet, this planet somewhere in the Maelstrom, the first M-class planet that Endeavor had found, so kind of momentous on its own, something that the sensors found or that you suspected drew each of you to be compelled that you just really wanted to be on the landing party to explore this planet. So, Captain Varel. A Starfleet captain would normally be advised not to go on every random away mission, but what what made you think you just had to go on this one? Verity is a bit of an outdoor person, and as as much as she does curb most of that energy by exercising on the holodeck, there's nothing quite like really putting yourself into like a challenging situation where it's just you versus something in nature and in this case from some of the initial scans it looked like there was a pretty interesting stretch of river rapids that she absolutely needed to try navigating through in in like a kayaking sense so you may have a vague impression of let's let's face it probably Tarek reminding you that maybe you shouldn't go on this away mission as you pack your your river rapid things but even that memory is is only a vague impression what's the like like every every serious writer has their own saddle equivalent of this inner tube <laughs> uh oars i don't know <laughs> no probably just like the the seat cushion that she goes with okay. it, they'd be too cumbersome to like have a personal kayak yeah so that she's willing to just have mass replicated or something but she she has a just a, a old tattered and patched seat that's probably been around since she was a kid very campy commander mozafar it wouldn't be all that odd for you to be on this away mission being the xo that is one of the xo duties leading leading away teams something about this planet got you extra excited it wasn't just a duty for you what drew your attention mozafar's a- attention was 
to the actual biology and seeing that there are some possibilities to get some very high quality food stuff. Basically, he's got a taste for things that the replicator are okay, but there's something about like the mushrooms and the little tubers and things that you can get from a planet when you, they're grilled up with just the right spices, especially new spices you find on a planet that just really set off the that Epicurean taste that he's looking for that's different from Starfleet food. And he's hoping to be able to find just a little bit of that to supplement the diet that he's been on and just to enjoy that. It's the luxury of it. The He wants something that he feels is a little bit more homish, something like that, that he's not been on the starship for this amount of time. Sure. Fair enough. Replicator food is, is indeed not quite like the real thing. I mean, they could really seem like it, but there's something about, you know, the grilled, the grilled mushroom with the tubers and those herbs, you know, just, mm, yeah. <laughs> why, why aren't we friends? <laughs> I mean, maybe you are. I, I could remedy that for you, Commander. So you've been able to catch your breaths and everything. Kai's tricorder starts to beep, a tone that none of you have heard lately. Beep, beep, beep. Beep, beep, beep. You flip open your tricorder, and you see that the tricorder is picking up some sort of signal. Definitely artificial, and you don't recall detecting anything artificial since you've been on the planet. We see Kai's brow furrow, and she does some rapid typing on the, the tricorder, trying to eliminate the possibility of this being a sensor ghost. Captain? I'm reading an electronic signature, uh, something artificial in nature, about well, a few dozen kilometers northeast of this position. It's a bit of a trek, but it's the first signal like that we've encountered. Well, that's something we should check out, and we'll get to see a lot of the environment as we go. Mm-hmm. What do you say, Commander? Up for another hike? Uh as long as we stay all together. No going off on our own. That thing's been chasing me for so long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where, where where did you get off to anyway? I don't know. I was I was checking out this... Where was I checking out? All I remember was that I thought I was checking something out. I was getting ready to pick up something, and all of a sudden that thing jumped out of a tree. And knocked me over, scrambled up, and was able to start running away from it. Next thing I know, coming in here and <laughs> running into the ensign, and the captain, you are just, you're here. Thank goodness you were here. It was on my heels for miles. Miles? I'm glad that it didn't catch you. Where is my phaser? Where are our comm badges? Where are a lot of things right now. But, on the bright side, Commander, I did find one of the, uh, potential uh, tubers you were interested in. She'll pass Rasm the thing she was examining earlier. That's right, I was looking for these. Well, hopefully it's edible. Pretty sure it is if this is reliable. Guess we have something for dinner then, eh? There are a few memories that stick out in your mind. Captain Varel in particular may wish everybody could forget an earlier event. So, Nicole, why don't you share with us your secret question and the answer you came up with the secret question was 
earlier. I had a minor accident that mostly just hurt my pride, but I am embarrassed all the same, and what happened? So, a while ago, before we'd gotten a little bit split up and sidetracked, and perhaps this is actually leading to it, I was leading the team down to get a, a look at the, the river where I wanted to see if I could take a, a trip down in the kayak, and another animal... Maybe even one of these badgers, but at the time, I thought it looked more like a skunk crossed our path. And in a very similar sense to the way Mozafar reacted previously, Varel just did not want to go any closer. Turned around, ran, did trip over some roots, so she landed quite hard, and that's Possibly where the broken phaser came from. There's some animals she can handle and some that she absolutely cannot. So uh, the ranking officers have been chatting a little bit here, but what has Everly been up to? Is it day or night? It is day, but it's probably late afternoon. Great. Paranoia is on high alert right now. And the fact that they are so... I'd say isolated means that the only folks that she can sense are the ones around her. And she is far more used to going into situations and in where she can maybe touch out and find folks around being in more crowded spaces and all that. Um, being in the middle of a forest, not her forte, not even close to it. And being the security officer and also the, youngest and most inexperienced she is just sort of maybe not pacing but just sort of standing off to a side and like head on a not even a swivel like just a constant watch and scan of everything to the point where she's not listening to any of these conversations anymore all she can focus on is the fact that she knows nothing about what is around her now that she's out of her comfort zone maybe she's thinking back to what drew her to go on this away mission or request to go on this away mission. So how about you share with us what Rena of some indeterminate amount of time earlier was eager to beam down here for. So not a fan of being in these trees with these pouncing badger monsters and the bugs. I presume there's bugs. Oh yeah. But sort of almost antithetical to what I was just talking about by the forest, there is a set of mountains. And when she saw that come up, in the scans of the planet, and that it would be close to where they'd be beaming down. This is going to sound so silly. But mountain life is something that she is used to. Having grown up in Greece, she would often trek up to the mountainous area in the northern part of the country, and her and her brother would like, spelunking is too defined of a word for it, more like playing, like exploring the the different levels, finding sort of nooks and crannies, seeing really cool formations, that sort of thing. And the ability to come down to a planet and maybe have a small amount of time to test old reflexes and see what little interesting nooks and crannies she can explore. Those moments of quiets that are manufactured by her own choice are welcome. So maybe you can even see the mountains from where you are in the forest right now. Conveniently, probably to the northeast. Finally, we look back to Lieutenant Kai. What brought Kai here? What brought her here is when we were scanning the planet, 
besides all of these fascinating geographical features, the sensors showed what might have been a set of ruins down by one of these shorelines that Kai was hoping we would have a chance to and see maybe what kinds of people, if any, had been on this planet previously. Perhaps Kai is still hoping to see signs of former habitation. Certainly at least not in the not in the woods so far, but scanning a definitely artificial signal is certainly an extra piece of the puzzle. The crew is, as I've said, somewhat disheveled and uh at least several of you are on edge from the sounds of things. Captain Varel, what are your orders? Varel will look around, seeing how everybody's just kind of a little bit lost in the woods, so to speak. Alright, uh the lieutenant has found something interesting, so I think we should take a look at that. It's going to be a long walk, so don't try to push yourself too hard. Let's stick together for this one. Aye, aye, Captain. And she will take the lead, and so there's no like real discernible civilized trail, I'm guessing. Uh, are there any animal trails that we can follow? Hmm. Um, I'll say that you can try to find some animal trails with, let's say, like an insight science, probably. Okay. I also have a survival focus. Oh, yeah. I'll totally count survival. I mean, I'm basically going to probably be pushing the survival button a lot here. It's a good button. Insight science. Target is a 10 on this one. What's the difficulty? You're in a forest with a pretty decent amount of underbrush and stuff that animals would disturb if they moved through it. So I'm going to say it's like a 2. It's an area that's relatively conducive to finding trails if you know what to look for. Would you seek any assistance with this captain or are you pathfinding alone for the group? Actually, we'll seek some assistance. My instincts would be to turn to Kai, because I know that we've gone out camping and all that stuff in the past. But from what I know personnel-wise, does anybody else have a bent toward this? Or Everly was mentioning the orienteering. How obvious is that in, in her conversation? No, I don't think so in a looking for a trail type scenario. Okay. Alright. Kai, help me find which way to go. Okay. Would the tricorder help? I would think the tricorder would help. Um, yeah. It hasn't been the most reliable instrument here, but... I have a 7 and an 11. I'll say the tricorder drops the difficulty down to 1. It's working well enough to scan for this kind of stuff. So then a focus of tricorders might apply? Uh, sure. My new focus, after things Kai learned last time, and that benefits me, as I rolled a 4. So that is two successes on my one die. So three total successes as the captain uses her wits and experience augmented by Lieutenant Kai's tricorder, plugging in probably some specific things to look for. So that's three successes, two in excess of the difficulty. What would you like to do with that? We're going to bank those for now. We'll see what comes up. Two momentum in the pool. You find... What looks like an animal trail, probably of something, I'll say roughly deer-sized, 
hopefully they're friendlier than the last creatures we ran into. And everything here is just badgers. They're just badgers of different sizes. (laughs) (laughs) Badgers with horns? Badger planet. Yeah. Badgers with horns. Badgers with feathers. Badgers, (laughs) but like pink. Badgers with guns. What? How <laughs> yeah, badgers here? with guns. <laughs> yeah, they're badger ruins. <laughs> hey, badger people. At least they're not cybernetic badgers. Why did you have to say that? Oh, So we're getting to evening. What is the light source situation that we have on us? Uh, let's see. Ooh. Nope. The light source situation is nope. Cool. Nope. That'll be handy for me. Yeah. You at least don't have any, um, like, hand beacons or anything like that. Obviously, you have a phaser, which you could probably use to set a fire. Exactly what I was wondering. Cool. Then as we go along, we probably want to pick up a few, uh, branches and things like that that are falling along the way. So I was at least thinking of picking up a stick to somewhat protect myself a little bit more than what I had before. Take that! Okay. The group sets off, probably picking up things if you find them. Fallen branches and things like that are not hard to come by. Everybody give me a... What would be the right discipline for just pacing yourself properly over travel? I don't know. Everybody give me a fitness plus something. Tell me what the something is and why. If you can rationalize um, why it's a good idea, a good thing that helps you as you travel, whether it's an endurance thing or not. Would it be okay to use uh, fitness command for being in the lead? Yep, I'll take it. I'll, uh, and I'll say you're, you're, you're each just looking at a difficulty one. Kai managed a two, rolling an 11 and eight. Her fitness alone is 11. I was going to go with medicine, kind of your your logic of she knows roughly how how um, much she can push herself. Um, I rolled fitness security, which my target's at 13, just sort of basically on the physical side of everything and, and stamina and all that. Uh, and I got a 13. Uh, I also rolled a one. Ooh. So that's three successes for me. Okay. And I was going to roll fitness medicine for Mozafar. And... Um... Fitness and medicine was a is a thirteen, and I rolled a twelve and eleven. I'm gonna roll a uh, fitness command, and I'm actually going to use one of my talents, cautious command, because Varel is very carefully choosing where they go. I'm gonna use a momentum to buy an extra die, okay. and that'll give me the option to re-roll one. Sounds good. So there's one momentum left in the pool. So that was super good because I'm re-rolling this 20. Good idea. <laughs> All right. Uh, so my target is 12. I have an 8, 8, and a 3. So a 3 success. Cool. So collectively, uh, the group of you got 7 excess successes. Doing a group check this way is not a thing the game tells me to do. I've just decided that this is how it's going to happen. So, you know, whatever. Cool. I'm amazed that we all made it. I, I'm impressed by how fit everybody mm-hmm. is. I'm really, honestly not. I'm an eight fitness, but... <laughs> sure. Look, we, we do a lot of cardio on the Endeavor, it's Brandon. <laughs> yeah, totally, obviously. Cool. So, the four of you set off in the direction of 
the signal that Kai is tracking, following the animal trail as much as possible. And um, that makes the going certainly much easier over some of the more uneven or heavily overgrown areas. After a few kilometers of travel, you can tell you're closing in on that mountain range that we sort of saw off in the distance. Travel has been pretty smooth, all things considered. So you have seven momentum, basically, that you can spend if you would like, uh, or or bank uh, five of it. So remember, you can create advantages and stuff. So I think we should create some kind of advantage for us here. Do we want to make some kind of advantage or find some shelter? Maybe as we're reaching the, the mountainside, or do we want to be able to press on into the into the night? Uh, there's also the disturbing lack of memory situation that we have going on. So maybe like extra flashbacks or... That's an interesting idea. The shelter thing actually is great. So I'm willing to go with that. I was thinking, I mean, I totally want a million flashback sequences. I'm like so excited for it. But like... <laughs> Yeah, I think maybe pressing on through nighttime and we don't know what predators are out there is a little scary to me as a player and as a person inside the forest. Which I, I suppose then, like, okay, so narratively speaking, let's separate away from the, the quote, optimal idea. Narratively speaking, is it more interesting for us to have kind of the, like, like the camp out with the four of us and have those moments and those scenes or to have the pressing on into the darkness threats potentially awaiting scenes camp out camp out i was definitely thinking a safe shelter to okay then it's sounding like shelter is the way to go let's uh toast some marshmallows or a tuber and uh (laughs) disgusting set, set some leaves down for you know for bedding let's uh you know time to tell space ghost stories some tubers and uh Edible mushrooms and vines, some leafy greens, right? Oh, and there's plenty of bugs. Oh. <laughs> Kai says that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> That'll cost you two of your momentum. You've got five remaining, which you can bank all of. That'll max your pool, but you could bank all of it if you wanted. Yep, let's do it. I'm cool with having a full momentum pool. Yeah, I feel like we don't really play like mm-hmm. that usually, so like I'm down. I know. For I know. Safety <laughs> It won't last. It's the, the top of the mountain. So yeah, after several kilometers and and several hours of travel as you're reaching some of the foothills of these mountains, you come to a like a branch of the river probably where the the river cuts through the forest. It looks like it's pretty deep and pretty fast here, but on this side of the river among some rocky outcroppings there is like a really convenient rocky overhang and the water looks probably drinkable and uh so forth the the planet's sun is starting to sink below the horizon you definitely don't have a long time of more light and you have been walking for a while after already having been walking for a while ambiguously beforehand yeah why don't we make camp here Okay, it's probably better better than trying to um, climb up a mountain in the dark. I don't suggest it. It's a good idea. Uh, Kai, you mind uh, scanning us off just to make sure we don't have any parasites or anything like that? <gasps> that was in character. I can try, Commander, but this isn't a medical tricorder. All right, well, if everybody doesn't mind, we'll, we can just get settled down here, sit camp, and just check everybody over here real quick and see if we can figure out maybe why our memories have gone a little bit. 
I'll attempt it to give, I guess, Mosafar first a scan and see if there's anything obviously amiss. But again, as I pointed out, this isn't a medical tricorder, so it's not really meant for this. You start giving everybody scans. Um, your tricorder should still be able to pick up things like the presence of bacteria and so forth, if not to the same resolution as a medical tricorder. But you don't see any alarming things on anybody's scans. Indeed, the main thing you detect is that something you've been doing is maybe getting on their nerves. So, Christine, why don't you tell us what your secret question was and what the answer to it was? Okay. My secret question was, you and the other PCs are lost in the wooded wilderness of this uncharted planet. What habit of yours has gotten on the other characters' nerves? Uh, The answer I prepared, I don't know if this fits as much anymore, but I was going to say, while we've been traveling all, like, throughout the day, we're trying to reach this goal in mind. We're lost, we're hungry, we're scratched up, we're dirty, and Kai keeps slowing us down to examine a lot of the local flora and a lot of the uh the local i mean science officer i see see leah nodding over there that would make me nuts (laughs) yep so she's just been stopping and examining every piece of flora and every breathtaking view or mild curiosity you know we were back looking at the badger deer for a while and we picked up a few other mushrooms and checked those out one point she wanted to climb up a tree and it's just been really getting on everybody's nerves maybe we could have made it to the mountain if we didn't keep stopping yep <laughs> you're welcome well back in scene kai is scanning mozafar and says commander i'm not detecting any kind of parasites or lesions or odd bacteria but i am detecting some elevated uh well, levels of stress that <laughs> definitely makes sense under the circumstances that it does why don't I see what I can do with what we've been gathering and uh, fix us all uh, a nice meal? Definitely. If you have anything in there that uh, maybe has a little bit of uh, a calming sensation, maybe a little bit of that brewed up would be good, too. And a little bit of the captain's tea. Did you happen to get a little bit of the captain's tea before leaving? I didn't happen to put that in uh, in any... Well, we don't have pockets. I didn't happen to bring any of that along. No, no, Commander. Starfleet's got to fix their uniforms. It's true. There's no pockets. No, well, we normally have transporter buffers. I'm assuming we don't have those either. <laughs> Correct. Find any alien chamomile? <laughs> yeah. So, so she's kind of like pats down her uniform, shrugs. I'll do the best I can. Why don't you um try to take it a little easy? Uh, Everly, will you help me start a fire? I want to cook us up a little bit of dinner. I don't know how to... I don't, I don't know. Is it just rub sticks together? Is that correct? You have a phaser, Ensign. She looks down and is like, I, ha, mm, please don't tell anybody I said that out loud. <laughs> Kai is going to pat you just twice in the back and say, that's okay. Because uh, I'll admit to you, I don't know what setting you used to do that. <laughs> I definitely underwent extensive phaser training, so I'm sure that Rena can not explode sticks but can just get them to scorch and light i think probably starting a fire with a phaser is um fairly trivial if the phaser is working properly which yours is so within a few minutes you've got a a small campfire going with some of the uh wood that you've collected and a quick burst from everly's phaser indeed 
Everly is perhaps relieved that starting a fire is pretty easy because I think she's probably been self-conscious about something. Leah, do you want to share with us what your secret question was? My secret question was the we are lost in the wooded wilderness. And then it was what skill would be useful in traversing this uncharted wilderness? Can you just not get the hang of? One of the things that I think is handy when traversing is maybe trying to stay focused and keep an ear out for things that might be around and all of that. But the nervousness was not coming off with the regular walking around. So she would not shut up, I would say. And any inane thing she saw and any random thought crossing her brain was something she would bring up to the person by her. So maybe there was a, a noise and she'd go, Commander, I, there's something out there. And it's like, no, Everly, you stepped on a stick. And it's like, oh, right. No, of course. Uh, and then like Kai comes back with what she's found. And Everly tells a story of my parents. They they went to a new planet and we asked them to bring us back some stuff. Like it, like just inane nonstop chatter because she's trying to cover all the nervousness up and therefore was not properly paying attention to signals or signs or anything like that around her. Now that we're sitting down, that is starting to slowly flag. So you've got a fire going. What are Mozafar and Varel doing as uh, Kai and Everly get the fire going? I'm trying to scrub the mud out of my uniform. <laughs> so like down at the river? That downstream of where we were, wherever we were collecting water. She's she's wearing a black tank top and her, you know uniform pants at the moment, but her over pullover uniform jacket is just caked and she let it dry and now she's just like trying to like rub it off or or hit it against a rock. Mozafar will come over to Captain there. What do you think about all this? I'll bend over next to her while she's <laughs> scrubbing that out. Well, I was gonna ask you the same thing. Do you have a second and I can check you out just a little bit and see if ever all your reflexes are working right? Alright. Uh, she'll stand up and sort of put her arms out to the sides. Yeah, follow my finger. He's going to just do basic diagnosis on to see if there's any mental things going on with us, particularly with the captain at this point, and why he's doing it, just generally talking. Is I don't know when we get separated, but no, no, keep on following my hand. Just eyes this way, follow my fingers. Down. Okay. Give me a reason plus medicine. Uh, difficulty's gonna be three. Okay. Well, we do have six momentum, Brad. Yeah, I'll use one of the momentum to buy an extra die here. My target is 11. I have two successes. I don't have the equipment here to really help do a good medical diagnosis, but uh, after I've done it, so, well, everything looks all right there. You got scratches and things like that. Let's take care of those. Make sure you don't get infected. Well, thanks. I'm actually more concerned. Everyone seems to be a little out of sorts. Even you, Raz. Oh, trust me. I know. <laughs> I'm actually concerned that I might be the cause of a little bit of it, too. I doubt it. Well, as long as you've been keeping up on your hypo sprays. Maybe it would be good if you talk to everybody a little bit. I know it's not something I 
have really ever appreciated from you, but you did get me through a rough time. And you seem to be doing better with that. I just haven't been thinking about it much right now. Yeah. A new command will keep your attention quite a bit. Yeah, things have been busy here. But less me and, and more the others. Well, you got to make sure the captain is in top shape for the rest of the crew. You know, it's those small things. A little bit of inspiration here and there that can push the crew to amazing things. I'll be fine. I just need to get this shirt clean. Absolutely. It's almost there. So he'll stand up and stretch a little bit. Realize that he's pretty grimy too. And then step back down and wash his face off a little bit at least. Oh, I think Varel definitely like splashes him then. Soon enough, uh, you have a good-sized fire going and a nice little uh, makeshift camp under this rocky outcropping. You don't have much in the way of, like, comfortable bedding or anything, but, like, you can manage. It's definitely getting towards night, and you can kind of hear that as it gets darker, new animal sounds can be heard from the woods as nocturnal animals come out. Nothing that necessarily alarms you immediately, but it's just sort of a, a change in the soundscape. The Maybe the captain's uniform jacket is near the fire to dry. Everybody's got, I assume, something to eat. Uh, who was cooking? Was it Kai that was cooking? Uh, I would think so. I actually have a focus in cooking. Cool. What role do you imagine counts for <laughs> cooking? I have no idea. Cool. <laughs> I I think so. I think it would depend on context and something. I, I agree. I think in this case, it's been more probably like kebabs kind of things. Sure, because we don't have a lot in the <laughs> way of you know cooking paraphernalia. Uh, do you think Kai is more the like cooking is a chemistry problem type or a uh, this seems like the right amount type? Funny enough, to the uh, way Kai approaches cooking is not logical or analytical at all. I know that's the right answer, but uh, it's more of the art for for her. It's more for her the the release from you know from all of the thinking and all of the 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 science and the the puzzling puzzle solving she does, and it's more a a way for her to express herself. In that case, I think I might go with daring. Does that sound sane? I'm good with that. I mean, we are eating things we found on the way on an alien planet. Yep. And I'm kind of leaning towards either a science or a medicine. I'll kind of let you make that call. Okay. My science is slightly better, but... Okay, uh, I guess I'm going to treat this as a um, as a science roll, because the number's slightly better. So daring and science together is... Uh, I need to have a target number 14. What's my difficulty? I'm going to say your difficulty is three to make like good food you're not going to fail to cook just missing three means it might not taste very good uh in that case brandon i'm going to go ahead and give you a threat like i do and we're at what five momentum yes i'm gonna take two more of those because i want to succeed on this want to cook us good food my, re- my reputation that depends poisonous. upon this it does this is going in your permanent record 
Okay, I made use of my bold science for <laughs> my my cooking focus did pay off with a, with another four, uh, a nine, a seven, and another nine. So we're looking at two, three, four, five successes. Huh? Yep, of course. As Kai uh, takes the first attempt at dinner and like quickly dumps it in the bush before anybody sees that it's like eating through <laughs> the rock. It's the reroll. Okay, five. As we come into, you know, camp, as everybody's gathered around the campfire, eating the kebabs Kai has made of tubers and other assorted plants and mushrooms and stuff. This is actually... I've added a little bit of spice to them, you know. Exceptionally tasty. This definitely, to to a degree, completes Mozafaro's desire to find better-than-replicator food on this planet. Because seriously... <laughs> This is delicious. You have two extra successes. What would you like to do with that momentum? I just, I think, bank it back, okay. the two I spent. You don't, you don't want to spend spend it to do, like, a delicious dinner advantage. <laughs> I was thinking about it, but I'm not really sure how that would benefit us. I mean, it's all, it's all about what you can kind of reason is. The next day, every single check will brand in. You know we had that great dinner last night. I mean... Yeah. I would I would go with it on some cases for sure, you know? Okay. But that's up to you. What do y'all think? Should we bank or should we go with the delicious dinner advantage? Uh, I mean, bank it. They're, they're yeah. not buying, Brandon. I, I, I presented it to the group. I got shot down. It's fine. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, bank. Please bank. I was really tempted. <laughs> All right. So we're, ba- we're back up to five. Yep. See, the commander's right. Uh, there are things you can do with natural ingredients that you just can't do with replicated. I mean, it's okay. Yeah, and cooked over an open flame, there's something about just the rawness of that. And the way the flame and the embers smoke into the food that you just, a replicator just can't help replicate. Right? Uh, so what do you mean, okay, Captain? I mean... It, it's good. No, no, it's it's great, Kai. No, no, no. What's what's wrong with it? Nothing. It's really did, did, did good. Not, and she did <laughs> not use enough spices. Uh, you 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 know for sure, Varela's a notoriously picky eater. These aren't Romulan tubers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I thought it was pretty good work considering what I had to what I had on hand. Uh, from from whatever side I'm on, you hear it's five by me. <laughs> I could just see the captain taking off the tubers that she doesn't like and putting them over to the side. <laughs> I don't like these. God, I have to make breakfast for her every morning. She eats about half of it on a good day. No, oh, this is fantastic, Kai. Yeah, thanks, Lieutenant. Well, I'm glad some people enjoy my work. Soon dinner is over and people start to figure out, I assume, what you're going to do with your, your night, so... So we're finishing up dinner here. Here, Kai, let's, uh, I'll help you clean that up. Kai we'll looks at the, at the sticks she is from the cooking. Okay. We're in the wild. We gotta, we gotta make sure things are taken care of properly out here, or we could attract more of those badger things to us. So. Good point. So let's wash these up and then we'll bury them deep. All right. I'm not sure there's a digging setting on a phaser. Might just be the disintegration setting now that I think about it. 
Kai <laughs> Horn. Uh, we're going to use our hands and some rocks. Oh. We'll get a little dirty doing it, but we can always wash up afterwards. Are you feeling all right, Commander? Honestly, I was going to ask you the same thing. But since you asked first, I'll answer is that, no, I'm not feeling all right. I don't like not knowing where, what happened and how we got separated and where our comm badges went and our packs and my phaser. I don't like that. How about yourself? And how are you feeling? Oh, yeah, I've, I don't know exactly how we got here, where our comm badges went or things like that, but I don't know. I'm just sort of soaking in the experience. I mean, strange phenomena happen all the time on starships exploring the edge of space. Memories get lost, or transformations happen, or get transported to alternate dimensions, or all kinds of things, and... I mean, I want to solve this mystery as much as anybody else, but at the same time, this has never happened to me before. And that that makes it fascinating, you know? I could see where you're coming from. You've taken a lot of little side trips along the way today. I like exploring. I like looking around and learning what I can. I mean, you never know when it might be beneficial to us later, as well as simply cataloging while I can. We may never come back to this planet again. No one in Federation space might come back to this planet again. And I want to do what I can to make sure it's not forgotten. Also, if I'm honest, this wouldn't be the first time I've lost my comm badge and found myself <laughs> someplace um, without realizing where, where I was. I tend to think a lot. <laughs> I understand. As our science officer, your duty is to put in the most thorough report on this world as possible. And yeah, checking every little detail out so you can file your report, because who knows? I mean, the Federation may make this a stopping point along the way. We don't know. Hmm. I hadn't considered that. Oh, yeah, everywhere we go, we're on the forefront. That is pretty amazing. Yeah, you're always good at looking to the future. You know that, Commander? Well, thank you. It's, I don't know, it's, the future is just full of potential. But the present is too. Yes, even more potential because, uh, you know, you're the scientist on this, but, you know, potential energy and everything, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. Bad No, no, no. Bad it's, it's, I quite liked it. <laughs> Just try to take it easy, Commander. Don't let your fears get the best of you. And she'll finish washing the sticks and uh, get up in our little river. Dig a little hole in the ground and bury them real deep into the mud down, down by the river and put some stones over the top of it. All right, well, let's wash up and get back. Vincent Hurley has first watch, so get some good rest. You too, Commander. Oh, one last thing. Oh? How do you feel the captain's doing? I know you're old friends. Well, she's gotten covered in mud, started to, to lead us down a path we don't know what's on the other end, and... um. And complain about the food. Uh, this is pretty typical of being on a camping trip with her. <laughs> All right. I think she's fine, Commander. If some unusual behavior happens, or if I think she really needs help, I'll I'll sound the alarm. All right. Well, thank you, Lieutenant Kai. Sleep well. You too. What's the captain up to right now? She's probably just getting rolling up her jacket, using it as a pillow, and. Getting ready to sleep. 
So like she she's laid down and the curve of uh the curve at the base of this overhang and she probably just has her, her chin tucked down and she's got her eyes closed and she says, uh Everly Captain Make sure this rocky overhang here doesn't fall down on me while I'm sleeping. Oh, oh, of <laughs> are you making a joke, Captain? <laughs> Or are you being serious? There's no answer. Mm. Mm-hmm. I won't, Captain. I assure you, it de- it definitely won't. I would never, <clears throat> I would never, uh, let that happen. Well, you are the only one with a phaser, so if you wanted a really quick promotion, I would understand. <laughs> I- <laughs> what are we a Klingon crew now? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm laughing because that was hilarious. Everly is not laughing. She just swallowed her own tongue and then takes another moment and goes, that was really funny, Captain. With I have to imagine an expression that says that was not not in the least funny. I am very scared now. No, big eyes. She's recalling that time she was in command for four and a half minutes and is not digging in. Everly's on first watch, and um, Mozafar was going to chat with her as well. Uh, and and Mozafar is, um, aside from just the obvious already suspicion that things are maybe not all entirely well with the away team, uh, something's definitely bothering Mozafar. Brad, why don't you share your secret question with us? Yes, and my secret question is definitely why I have been acting the way I have been. To quite a degree. All right, my secret question was, of course, you and the other PCs are lost in the woods. What fear or anxiety has figuratively, at least, kept your character up at night? And I've thought of many different things. Rolled out the parasites after we did the scan. That was the top one. So I'm going to go with something that's actually probably more of a primal fear in Orion people overall, and that is the feeling of being exposed and the possibility of being captured and taken. He's got this feeling that something's watching with all these large trees or something that's been behind them. And that's kind of like an insecurity without, without knowing that the ship is there to back us up or the rest of the crew. And it's just like at any moment, something could come out and take us. And that would be it. We wouldn't have much of an ability to fight back with one phaser, or a, <laughs> a slingshot, and a few sticks. Just, it's a very insecure, very unsafe space he feels that we're in. Instant Everly, being half Betazoid, is probably def- definitely picking up some um, heightened anxiety from, from Commander Mozafar, I imagine. Obviously, her her abilities don't let let her read his mind as to why but uh, i imagine she can tell that mozafar is is less comfortable than the rest probably so the two of you are on watch i gather so so how are you doing ensign oh uh you know commander this is an exciting new adventure for all of us yeah you know it's fine we're in the woods we're fine we just ate dinner everything is so much better than it was earlier 
It's all right. You can you can call me by my name, Razzle. Mm-mm. Commander, if you don't mind, maybe not yet? That's fine. Sorry, I don't want to, like, insult you. That's not an Orion thing I accidentally stepped on, right? Like, No, it's just traditionally in Orion culture is that the Krug does get on the first name basis. So maybe I'm pushing it a little hard. No, no, no. You're definitely not pushing anything. Trust me, Commander. Nothing nothing has been pushed. It's totally fine. I just can't make our sounds with my mouth right now. <laughs> okay. That's a lie. <laughs> it's fine. <clears throat> and then she's like trying to tamp down nervousness because she doesn't want to wake up anybody. It's I'm totally fine, Commander. Um, happy to be out here and, and keep watching, keep everyone safe. Thank you for asking. Well, I must admit you've done a fine job since being assigned to the to the ship. Oh. I think your career is coming along very well. Abruptly, the two of you hear from somewhere out in the darkness, just, just a bit outside of the firelight, a snarl and then a sort of a, a screech and a crack. Those latter sounds don't sound like forest sounds. Does it sound like something got eaten? Mm, it sounds like there's an animal involved. The snarl at least sounded very animal, perhaps even very familiar. Rasm picks up the stick that's laying there on the ground and holds it down in front of him, sort of in a crouch position. And Everly also stands up, but she's like, I got this, and pulls out the phaser and like maybe takes as far as she can get through... Uh, before like leaving where she can see does that make sense like i want to stay in the light but like as far up to the line as i can everly edges toward the outer part of the circle of light that the fire creates and as she gets a bit closer to the source of the sound and hears more she hears a little a little bit more like sort of like snarl and, and biting and then as she comes around a a larger tree that was obscuring her direct line of sight to this from near the camp. She spots another one of the badger creatures. In fact, it, it judging by the bruise on its head, you're guessing it's probably the same one and looks very ornery. But when it sees Everly come into view, it bares its teeth and then scrambles off back into the forest. Like it knows it doesn't want to mess with you head on right now. However, Ugh. It does leave behind what it was chewing on. I, can I can I see from this distance, or do I have to get a little closer? You probably have to get a little closer to see what it is. I'm going to throw up my hand and just sort of like look at the commander and give a okay symbol, like it's all chill, and I'm going to move closer. And as you get closer to where the animal was, you see on the ground, sparking and sputtering now, some kind of device, some sort of fairly high-tech looking roughly baseball sized device with what looks like a camera lens or something roughly equivalent with its outer shell pretty beaten up from the animal getting a hold of it and its internal stuff just kind of like sparking and leaking and generally looking like it's very broken uh is it safe to pick up like if i grab it am i gonna get sparked or uh it looks like it's probably safe to pick up i'm going to grab it and she takes a look at it, and I, I I, don't think it's a far leap to think this is some sort of a security camera. Seems like a reasonable comparison to draw. And she is just one more look in the trees 
to see if if that thing is gone, but it, it's probably gone. Yep, seems that way. She's gonna directly straight back to Mosfar and look at him and hold her hand out with the ball in it. Um, and he's just gonna go, uh, Commander. I think we're being watched. Thank you for listening to this episode of Endeavor Through the Maelstrom. If you like the show, rate, share, and subscribe through your podcast vendor of choice. You can also find us on Twitter as at Endeavor Show. That's E-N-D-E-A-V-O-U-R-S-H-O-W. And you can find me on Twitter at Blue of the Ken. You can find me online at Twelfth Night. That's one, two, T-H, and night with a K. You can find Brandon and me discovering the ways of the Force on Heroes of the Hydean Way, a Star Wars actual play podcast at thehydeanway.com or at thehydeanway on Twitter. And if you like Vikings and Norse mythology, check out another one of my shows, a Dungeons and Dragons 5e Midgard podcast, Omen's Call, which can be found at Omen's Call Pod on Twitter or at omenscall.com. Thanks for listening, y'all. You can find me on all the socials at Leah617. Usually I'm on Twitter, RT and stuff that makes me laugh. Come say hi there. You can also check out mischiefmedia.com for the other nerdy podcasts that I currently produce or uh, host. And you can find me, Brad, on Twitter at MacinEbedy1. That's M-A-C-H-I-N-E-B-E-D-E number one. My Twitter is at CompleteNictory. You can find other projects I'm involved in at completenight.com. That's C-O-M-P-L-E-T-E-K-N-I-G-H-T dot com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you out there.